0: The resurrection changes everything. The story of the empty tomb has been transforming lives for 2,000 years. The resurrection is about life over death. The resurrection is about hope and joy. The resurrection is about victory and triumph. The resurrection is about us being redeemed. Our lives have been redeem now if you look in dictionary and look up a definition of redeem one definition you will find there is to compensate for a poor performance now that's dictionary speak for making a comeback I love following sports I'm a sports junkie and when you understand redemption as making a comeback well, the sports world has all sorts of redemption stories in fact, even in just the last month, there have been two historic redemption stories in the uh, world of sports. Uh, if you follow March Madness, the uh, men's college basketball tournament, which I do, you know what story I'm about to tell. Um, a year ago, the University of Virginia lost in the first round of the tournament, and they were a number one seed, and losing in the first round of that tournament as a number one seed had never ever happened in the history of that tournament losing as a number one seed in the first round was a historic blunder for the University of Virginia men's basketball team and even though they had a great year that year that one loss caused for calls for the coach, Tony Bennett, and his coaching staff, to be fired. Well, now, this year, with the same coach and most of the same players, the University of Virginia, they won the whole tournament. They won the whole thing. They're national champions. Virginia men's basketball team, they redeemed themselves. The other redemption story even more of you have heard about from the world of sports, it's Tiger Woods. All about 10 years ago, His personal life fell apart in an embarrassingly public way. And then, this story is not as well known, but then his body began to fall apart. He suffered a series of back and knee issues, which those of you who are golfers know is devastating if you're a golfer. Um, He had something like four back surgeries, uh, two knee surgeries. There was a time that he wasn't even able to swing a club. And his days of being a serious golf competitor, they were over. And it had been almost—it uh, over 10 years since he had won a major golf tournament. And then last week, he won the Masters, the most celebrated golf tournament in the world. And I don't know about his, his personal life, but as a golfer, he redeemed himself. Again, sports, they have great redemption stories. In the Bible... To redeem means something a little different than making a comeback. Redeem in the biblical sense is to regain possession of something. And that usually involves some kind of deliverance, some kind of liberation. You know, for the University of Virginia and for Tiger Woods, they redeemed themselves. In the Bible... It is God who does the redeeming. He delivers and liberates in order to regain something. Humanity. A major storyline in the Bible, and you'll see this over and over and over again, And that storyline, that theme, is God getting his people back. In the Exodus... God delivers his people from slavery in Egypt. He uses signs and wonders, the plagues. He parts the sea to liberate his people and brings them into their own land to get them back. They are his people and God has a purpose for them. Jesus tells parables about God getting his people back. Like the parable of the lost sheep where there's a shepherd who has 100 sheep and one of them gets lost and so he leaves the 99 to redeem and get back the one. Or the parable of the prodigal son, the son who leaves home in a disgraceful way, in a way that is very damaging to his family and when he finally comes to his senses and returns home, the father immediately restores him to his rightful place in the family. It's a story about getting his son back. It's a major theme in the Bible, God getting his people back. And the resurrection is about God getting his people back. Not just getting Jesus back, but getting all of us back. The scripture for this morning comes from Philippians chapter 3. Uh, If you have a Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Philippians chapter 3. If you borrowed one of our Bibles, it's page 952. Um, Our scripture reader for this morning is Jocelyn Zernberg. I'm going to ask Jocelyn, go ahead and make your way on up to the podium. And as she does so, I'm going to ask if you're able to please stand and face the center of the room. This is something we do here each Sunday at TFRC, is we read scripture from the center of the room, and we stand because we believe this is the Word of God. And so Jocelyn, whenever you are ready, please read from Philippians chapter three. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that of which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Jocelyn, thank you very much. You may be seated. The resurrection is the culmination of God's plan to redeem us. When it comes to our relationship with God, all of us are like prodigals, like the son in the story who left home with no regard to his family. We have all had moments where God just hasn't mattered to us, where the only thing that has mattered is what we want. Our goals, our dreams, our desires. And there have been times where all of us have had this attitude of who cares what God wants for us. So we all live at times as if God doesn't matter. And when that happens, we've walked away from God. And God wants us back and so Jesus comes into the world to redeem us in his death and the resurrection is the culmination of God's plan to redeem us if you look in your Bibles at verses 10 and 11 in the passage Jocelyn just read where Paul writes I want to know Christ yes to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead death represents everything that is wrong with the world Paul mentions sufferings and death represents all of our suffering. It represents the suffering uh, we experience of things that really are of no fault of our own, things that just come out of nowhere and just (laughs) blindside us. It also represents the suffering we experience that if we're honest it's the direct result of our own actions. Every selfish decision every inappropriate desire that we've acted upon, every regret, every heartache, everything that has ever taken a piece of life out of you. Death is the culmination of all of it. Death represents everything that takes us away from God. Well, God wants his people back. And so God delivers us from death and everything it represents, not by preventing our suffering that comes out of the blue, not by preventing every selfish decision that we make, but by redeeming them all. God's plan for redeeming us from death and everything it represents it's not prevention God's plan for redeeming us from death and everything it represents is resurrection resurrection tells us that we have been redeemed I have been redeemed you have been redeemed death and everything it represents the pain the regret the heartache no longer has the final word on your life the resurrection gets the final word and with the resurrection comes hope for the future Jesus Christ is literally our living hope I want to know Christ yes to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead you have been redeemed and the resurrection and being redeemed it compels us to press on in faith I would guess that all of us here have had a time in our past that when we look back and remember it we remember it fondly They were great times. And I would imagine that there are some times we wish we could go back and relive those days. They were just great times. And I would also guess that we all have had times in our past that we remember painfully and sometimes maybe even wish that we could go back and fix it maybe get a do-over and live that part of our lives differently. And it's really easy to look back and remember the good times and look back and remember the not-so-good times. But when it comes to the resurrection, there is a forward-looking bent when it comes to the resurrection. If you look again in your Bibles at verses 12 and 13 from the passage in Philippians Where Paul writes, not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take a hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward towards what is ahead. Paul says, I take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. You see, Christ Jesus took a hold of the Apostle Paul because God had a purpose for Paul. And being redeemed is God getting us back. And when God gets us back, we belong to God. And because we belong to God, we press on in faith. God has a purpose for us. As it says in Ephesians, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works that no one can boast, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. The phrase press on in the Bible actually has a sports connotation to it, which is great for me. To press on in a foot race means to pursue and to overcome. Uh, Both of my uh, high school age girls, they run cross country. And I try to make as many of their cross-country meets as I possibly can. Now, I don't know, if you've never gone to a cross-country meet, it's different than going to a track meet where they just run in circles. They run all over the place. And so when you go to a track meet, there are different places you got to find on the course so you can kind of monitor your kids' progress. So you go from one place and you watch them, and then you go to another place, and then you just see how your kids are progressing in the race. Um, are they gaining ground? Are they falling behind? And um, I'm one of those obnoxious parents who will go to as many places on the course as possible and yell at my girls. Okay? Not out of anger, not out of anger, but I yell to get them to press on. You can catch that girl in front of you, the girl in the red. Go get her. You can do it. Then I click, run to a different spot. You can catch that girl in front of you, the girl in the green. Go get her! You can do it! My teenage girls love that. (laughs) Love it. For some reason, they're always telling me the wrong times and locations of all their meets. (laughs) They'll have a meet at 4 o'clock in Mountain Home and they'll tell me it's at 6.30 in Burley. I don't quite understand, but somehow I still find them. It's great fun. Paul says he forgets what is behind and strains towards what is ahead. He presses on. And forget doesn't mean literal forgetting. It means the past does not determine your present. And I don't know where you are in your faith, whether you've believed in Jesus for most of your whole life or your whole life, or this is the first time you've ever even been to a church gathering. Right now in front of you, there are opportunities for you to take a step of faith in Jesus. There are opportunities right now in front of you for you to live for Jesus, for you to change one thing about how you relate to God. Those opportunities are right in front of you right now. Go get it. You can do it. And when you catch that one, There will be another one. And when you catch that one, there will be another one. And then another one. And then another one. Following the risen Jesus is not running away from your past. It is chasing down your future. That's the power of the resurrection. The risen Jesus coming to you and saying, You can do it. You belong to me. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. And then, when our time is up and our race in this life is over, then we will fully experience what being redeemed means. When, like Jesus, we too rise from the dead I have friends I have family who I've lost who follow Jesus and I miss them I really do I fully expect to see them again I really do and that encourages me to keep moving forward in faith we have been redeemed and so we press on in faith the resurrection God has redeemed you how will you respond he is risen risen as long as Jesus is alive he is calling you to follow him Jesus calls us to accept him and his redeeming of us if you look in your Bibles at verse 14 of the passage this morning where Paul writes I press on toward the goal to win the price prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus God is calling us heavenward in Christ Jesus the mercy of God calls us out of our rebellion to come back to where we belong God wants his people back. That's us. That's me. That's you. He wants us back. It doesn't matter what your past has been. Jesus is calling you. The resurrected Jesus, the living Jesus, is calling you. Christ was raised from the dead, and we can be reconciled with God in Christ. He is calling you to live a redeemed life of faith in him. God wants us back. God is calling you to belong to him. The living Christ has redeemed you to give you hope. Believe and accept your redemption. Please pray with me. Lord, from the time the women discovered the empty tomb to this moment right now, the resurrection has changed everything. It's hard to believe sometimes that you would go to such great lengths to get us back to redeem us help each of us hear the call of the living Christ the one who gives us hope help us hear in such a way so that we will respond in faith to believe And accept Jesus and his offer of redemption. That we would forget what is behind us. And move forward for the good works that you have put in front of us. Give us eyes to see that you want us back. That we belong to you. That you will redeem both the good and the bad in our lives and ultimately one day bring us to our own resurrections. And in the name of Jesus, our risen Lord, we pray, Amen. And receive God's blessing. May the grace of the risen Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.